I did not only work with a lot of teams, but devoted my whole PhD to discovering that success formula of entrepreneurial teams. And today I will share with you several lessons I've learned. So many of you know about successful startups. We've just heard this great story about Reddit and at the next web we're celebrating startup success. The reality is that the majority of new ventures fail. 40% of new ventures fail within their first year in founding, and 90% of all ventures fail within their three years of founding. So there are many reasons why startups fail. One of them is because entrepreneurs start off alone instead of a team. But of the ventures that are founded by teams, still 60% fails due to problems with the entrepreneurial team. So what is going on here? Why is it so difficult to constitute a successful team? That it is also very difficult to forecast team success, I experienced myself several years ago when a friend came up to me and asked me to invest in his company. Let's call it Clocker. He said, Eva, I have this great idea. I'm developing a product. I'm going to disrupt an industry uh, online. I read the business plan, looked great. This perfect hockey stick growth curve. They won several startup prizes. And most important, the team was super, super smart. All the guys had MBA degrees from Ivy League schools, experience in the same industry as the product was in. Specific knowledge and skills were relevant for developing the product. So I agreed to invest in the company. One year down the road, beta product still hadn't launched. Team was working full time, but there were nowhere near the results that were promised at the time of investment. And another six months later, I realized I was never going to see my money back. So why was I so wrong? Why was this super smart team not able to deliver the results that we all expected? To find out, I didn't watch a documentary or read a book. Instead, I devoted my whole PhD to discovering an answer to that question. How can we constitute a successful entrepreneurial team? So I started off here in Amsterdam at the VU University. My first project was the development of a matching method for entrepreneurs that were looking for a business partner online. So, Based on previous research, statistical analysis, meta-analysis, literature reviews, etc., I developed around 100 <coughs> hypotheses on how we can explain venture success. Great scientific project. Turned out very difficult to get those entrepreneurs to our website. I thought, very naive of course, that all entrepreneurs in the Netherlands were just waiting to be matched on my website. Well, I was very much wrong. After three months, we had around 30 matches, nowhere near the number I needed to validate my algorithm. So there I was, on one of those Dutch rainy days, having built this whole product, having spent a lot of money, and no sample to really test my hypothesis about team success. 
So then I thought, there's only one place in the whole world where there are so many entrepreneurs that at least a fraction of them must just be waiting to participate in my research. And of course, what other place could that be than Silicon Valley? And luckily there, indeed, it all happened. So next to doing a lot of research, I participated in MBA programs, program venture capital, private equity, to connect to these great entrepreneurs and investors that wanted to participate in my research. I also learned to do it the American way, meaning I sent everyone that I thought would be interesting for my research an invite for a 10-minute chat. Would it be a classmate, classmate or Peter Thiel or investors from Segoia or etc. etc. And that worked. In the end, I managed to track around 1,000 entrepreneurs over time and got them to fill out my surveys. But not only that, through connecting to those investors, I realized, and they realized, that they also needed tools to evaluate teams more structurally. And that's why I, when I also started developing a tool out of my research. So now I had this great database to discover patterns in entrepreneurial teams. But what are actually these stellar teams? What are we talking about when we talk about successful teams? We all know them, WeTransfer, Reddit, these great teams, but what sets them apart? Well, these are teams that not only have great ideas, but take action to champion them. Those are the ones that drive creativity and change the world. So these are the teams we want to bet on. And they look nothing like I expected. So today, I want to share with you four lessons I've learned about building a successful entrepreneurial team. Like I told you, let's go back to that clocker example, of which had, who, the, the, the clocker team that had this great team composed of very smart people, all had an MBA from Ivy League schools, great experience on paper, this team looked superb. So, why wasn't their smartness enough to get to the results the company wanted? Isn't it common knowledge that more experience is always better? To find out, I did a study. I asked entrepreneurs about their human capital, you may call it, their work experience, their education, and their knowledge. But I also asked them, about their passions, their motivations, their drive for the company, their collective vision. Then I asked about their performance indicators and tried to connect those variables to each other. The results were striking. Turns out, smarter teams do not perform better. Instead, teams who looked less smart on paper but had a strong collective vision and drive for the company performed much better compared to these teams that had this great experience, this Ivy League um, education. So why is that? 
turns out that there's a sweet spot where stellar teams seem to live in. They have this right balance between soft skills and hard skills. And the reason for that is that if you're super smart, but you don't feel like sharing that knowledge with your team members, because you're, you have discrepancy in visions and you don't have the same idea of where you want to go, you don't leverage all these good effects of human capital. So, another reason I decided to invest in the Clocker team. The team meetings I had with those guys were great. There was no conflict. There was a great ambience. We were done with the agenda in a flash, and then we could go on to the fun stuff. It felt like be having a party with these people. So, indeed, on the surface, stellar teams look peaceful. But behind the scenes, they argue, they discuss. So, in my research, I find there's two types of conflict. There's effective conflict, and it's based on interpersonal disliking, and it's paralyzing. It leads people to freeze and not share ideas. On the other hand, we find task-related conflict, meaning conflict related to the task or processes that entrepreneurs work in. And this is perfect. This is the type of conflict you need when your team starts experimenting, discussing, iterating great ideas. So the key to having good team dynamics is not simply being smart, being polite or gentle, nor is it being aggressive or taking up too much space. But is, it is, like a very big study of Google also showed, about letting other team members feel safe to speak up and speak their mind. Third reason I decided to invest in the Clocker team. The guys were super, super passionate. They worked day and night. They were on every social media channel, tell everyone who wanted to hear that they were going to make the big bucks and be very successful. So you can imagine how surprised I was when I found out just two months after my investment, both co-founders were sitting at home with a burnout. So what happened here? What led these entrepreneurs to burn out? To find out, I again did a study among 400 US entrepreneurs. And I asked them questions about their different motivations for their startups and the level to which they experienced burnout. The results were striking. Turns out that entrepreneurs who are obsessively passionate for their job were much more likely to burn out. So what does that mean to be obsessively passionate? It means that you are motivated for your startup for the wrong reasons. For the status, for the money, for the rewards associated with it. Contrary, we found that stellar teams are harmoniously passionate. They are the ones that are really intrinsically motivated for the job and enjoy the day-to-day -day content associated with the work. So if you're thinking about an entrepreneurial career, be really honest with yourself. Why do you want to be an entrepreneur? Why do you want to join that team? Is it just because it looks cool or you're going to make a lot or you think you're going to make a lot of money? 
If these are the only reasons, chances are statistically very small you are going to succeed. Now, what about fear? Stellar teams fear too. They know that you can fail a business by going bankrupt. But they also know that you can fail to try at all. And what sets them apart from the rest of us is that they don't fear about that, they just do it. Take a famous example of Elon Musk, the founder of Tesla. He told everyone in the media that he didn't think the first few SpaceX launches would make it into orbit, let alone go back. But he found it too important not to try. And for so many of us, unfortunately, when we have great ideas, we don't bother to try. In my research, I show that fear greatly influences team effectiveness and new venture performance. And not in a good way. It decreases team effectiveness. It decreases idea generation. But I also have good news for you. Stellar teams have lots and lots of bad ideas. They fail all the time. If we look across the tech industry, the most successful companies are the ones that failed the most. And why is that? That is, statistically, the more output you produce, the more variety you get in your ideas, and the higher the chances you'll stumble on something truly good. So if we want to be successful as an entrepreneur and an entrepreneurial team, we have to kiss this fear away and just do it. So if we pull all of this evidence together, what you see is that building a successful team is extremely difficult. But we also see that there are some very tangible lessons that you can take home with you. First, keep in mind that smarter teams do not perform better. It is about creating that collective vision, that collective passion for the company that will make you perform at best. So next time when you look for a new team member or hire an employee, don't focus only on that CV. Try to really find out if that person fits with the vision of your startup. Second, Conflict is essential. We need conflict. So as a leader of a team, try to be sure that you're able to create that task-related conflict, those discussions. But also make sure that you keep the nasty and personal stuff away, because it will negatively influence your performance. Third, of course we want passionate people in our team. But there's a dark side to passion too. If people are motivated for your company for the wrong reasons, to make a lot of money or because the state is associated with it, chances are very small that they're going to stick around and deliver that great performance. And finally, fear stands in the way of team effectiveness and innovation. We need failure to become successful. So, uh, luckily, so there's, you don't need to do everything 
alone. If we talk about teams, there's a lot of information available online and many sources uh, that you can uh, go to. And of course, if you're an entrepreneur backed by an investor, they should also be able to help you with team coaching, with finding those great team members to support your teams. So I hope today you've learned something new about uh, constituting a successful team. Um, yes, that's it. And for questions or anything, or you can always uh, reach me uh, here.